immortal voice of Debbie oh. Harry, and the music of Blondie, a band that's been providing music for more than 40 years, well over 40 years, and a band I was lucky enough to see just this past Saturday when I was in Pasadena, California. Hi, oh. my name is Brian Oak, and across from me, well, across the great internet divide is one Sean Bernard. Hello, Sean. How are you? I am doing well. My wifey is not. She's got the Rona. And so we're having to do this on Zoom, and it's all my fault. So, Well, I wouldn't call it your fault. I'd say it's more your wife's fault. It is. You know, okay. she works in a Petri dish at an elementary school in the Oof. southern I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine that anyone, everyone I know right now has COVID. So many it's people It's amazing have it right how now. many people and have it. You know, they're suffering less from it than people were two years ago, but it's still extremely real and extremely prevalent, and we still have to do the right thing. So you're doing the right thing locking down. We're doing the right thing Zooming for the Brian Oak Show podcast, normally from the Smart Start MN studios, but here we all are in our remote locations. Um, what episode are we looking at? 247? 248. 248? Yes. That's 248 episodes. Sheesh. Oof. So I'm sorry about your wife. Is she feeling all right? She is. She said it's kind of like everybody says. It's kind of like a bad cold or bad allergies or that sort of thing. But she tested it like 1130 last night and got the old positive. But I was in REM 4 at that point, so uh, I didn't find out till this morning. I didn't know there were four levels of REM sleep, man. Yeah, fourth, is, fourth you're coming out of the dream state. So Now, is that is that hypnopompic or hypnagogic when you're coming out of sleep? Depends on how much uh, mescaline I've had. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're t you're sometimes sometimes you're terrifying because you pivoted <laughs> right there. Uh, well, Sean Bernard, know. I'm Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show, uh, made possible by Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. It means this. If you screw up and get a DUI, which you should never do, but it happens, if it does happen, get a hold of our friends at Smart Start. They were there at the beginning of the ignition interlock program. Basically, it means they can fit your vehicle with a device that will allow you to drive even if you've lost your license, which you will do if you get a DUI, even before you're found guilty. You need to get back on the road. They can help you do it faster and for less money than you think might be possible. And what's that link, Sean? Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock thing. That was not a strong finish. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's, I mean, but I mean, like, so you didn't quite stick the landing, but you didn't fall over either. All right. So yeah, I took like you know, one step. And so they're going to give me like, what, a point deduction? Yeah, I'm going to give you a 7.8 from the Russian judges at best, oh, unfortunately. Um, coming up, we're going to talk to one of the most dynamic, talented, and frankly, charming individuals who's ever been on the podcast before. What a charmer. She is, though, like, not like in that you know, finger guns kind of way. There's just something about the charisma of Sarah Morris that is undeniable. And I'm not alone in that opinion. You know, I am one of an army of thousands, if not tens of thousands of mindless followers waiting to see what she's going to do next. And we'll find out exactly what she's doing next because this is a time of transition. She's wrapping up a thing she's done for a while, yeah. but she's moving into a bold new era. So we're gonna learn all about that and maybe even get a live track from Ms. Morris coming up before the end of the show. But I did wanna mention real quick, this past yeah. week, I my daughter two years ago bought me a birthday present. She bought me tickets to go to the Cruel World Festival mm -hmm. next to the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. Now, for those who don't know, the Cruel World Festival is basically 1983 in one day. It's a oh, one-day festival. Just delicious. Morrissey was the grand headliner. We left before that because neither my daughter or I care. However, Bauhaus, Blondie, oh. Devo, Missing Persons, Echo and the Bunny Men, Psychedelic Furs, mm. uh, Berlin, and the list mm. just kept going on. The church were there. Gene loves Jezebel. Oh. So now here's the problem. It was 95 degrees and hot and sunny on a big open festival field. Yeah. It was fucking brutal. It was terrible. That yeah. being said, after I waited in line for 45 minutes to get a $17 smoothie, I had one of the greatest music days of my entire life. Um, That's so great to hear. I, dude, I got I got good time with the daughter. We had a mm. great, great four day weekend together. She stayed on in L.A. to go see other friends because now she's an adult woman. And it's hard for me to accept that fact. Um, but I'll be picking her up from the airport later on today. But we went out and had a great time. We stayed with great friends out there. Mm. Had seven thousand calorie days every single day because my friend out there, Kevin, is a chef and a caterer. 
and so I, you know, four days was probably good for me. Otherwise, I would have had to enter some sort of emergency weight loss program when I got there. <laughs> but, but the music was so good, man. I mean, obviously, nostalgia is a huge part of the bit, right? But these bands, a lot of them still sounded great. Not all of them were great, but like I saw the Violent Femmes. They were fantastic. You know, yeah. I, early in the day, I, earlier in the day, I caught the church. I caught psychedelic furs and Richard. Oh. Richard Butler sounds like it's 1983. He's he sounds that. so good still. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And then um, my favorite of the day, and it kind of killed me because the two main bands I wanted to see were Devo and Berlin. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, with three stages, they were literally playing at the exact same time. Not even a little oh. bit of crossover. So I, I chose Devo because Devo is one of my favorites of all time, and I was not disappointed you know devo has been trying to i always called them the greatest american punk rock band of all time even though they're clearly new wave but to me punk rock is not a sound it's an ethos and when you talk about trying to change our mindsets trying to rail against the system trying to warn you about what the future looks like devo has been warning us for 40 years and we've never listened and they were right about everything everything My one sadness is that I sat there, my mouth hanging open because I've listened to Devo for 
more than two thirds of my life and finally got to see them live. In fact, yesterday was Mark Mothersbaugh, the first of the lead singers, uh, 72nd birthday. I thought for men of their advanced age, still fighting the good fight, still sending the message, still putting on a proper rock show. That's inspiring, right? Like my daughter and I, a couple of years ago, went to see the Rolling Stones, maybe a year and a half ago. And to watch people still believe in the power of the message, the power of the music, I just I sat there with my mouth hanging open, and the only song that I that I didn't get to hear was that one we just heard, Gates oh. by them. But apparently, so there was a second day, right? The first day sold out, even after being postponed for two years. The second day, due to timing, or maybe it started on time, I don't know. They did end up playing that song, so I missed oh. it. But my only regret of a great, great weekend in California. It is the Brian Oak Show, and today we are joined once again by Sarah Morris. Sarah, hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? It's I'm great. Thank you. Well, I, I'm going to be honest. It's a little chaotic on my end right now, but I, yeah. all things being said, you know, there are worse complaints in life than being too busy or things being a little hectic. Um, you know, we've had you on the show a couple of times before, and it's always lovely. And I hope I don't embarrass you with intros like calling you one of the most interesting and engaging and dynamic and charming people that we've ever had on the show. Because <laughs> it's true. I, I, again, I don't I don't I don't ever try to kiss anybody's butt. Right. And um uh, but I, I genuinely believe it. And there's a reason that people are as fond of you as they are. A, well, you're musical talent, but I mean, there is something about you. You have a spark, whether you like it or not. Are you okay with that? Uh, yeah, you were saying such nice things and I was muted, but I was making this like scrunchy face and I was like, I wonder if you can see. <laughs> I can uh, see. <laughs> it's very kind of you. I, I love talking to you too. It's like, I'm sad we can't be... Um, in person together but yeah you know we've pulled this before we did a phoner yep we, we've done a masker we've done yep. all variations <laughs> we have we have well let's be honest the last couple of years of life have not been normal right like my buddy kevin who i went to stay with in california is like can we please not wait two and a half years to do this again i'm like yeah if you can promise me we're not gonna have any more global <laughs> pandemics right. i'll come out again next summer great i'd yeah. be happy to see you so um we have done this all and you know you've been doing things you got more creative during the pandemic than most people I can think of. Um, I know I know other people did these kinds of things, but yeah. you already had what I thought should be called bathroom bangers, but you went with toilet tunes. <laughs> um, your toilet tune series where you literally Gosh, had Gosh, I like bathroom bangers. Wait, is it okay, time well, for a rebrand? I don't know. I'll tell you what. I'm giving that one to you because you've been so generous with your time and talent with us. That one's all yours. But Toilet Tunes is what you went with, where you literally in your own bathroom had all these artists come through. And it's pretty fantastic. And it's very charming and very intimate. Um, dare I say, no, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to okay, no, I'm not going to say it. Um, let's just go with charming and intimate. Um, but I know that sometimes the bathroom... You know, it's that's the sanctum sanctorum, right? That's the that's the inner workings. That's where we get clean. That's where we look at ourselves in the mirror and have these important inner conversations. <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. What, what mean, happened? Oh my god! I talk to myself in my bathroom mirror all the time and work through. You know, it, it's my version of therapy. But was it weird? Is it a weird phenomenon to have all these people, even if they're friends, even if they're colleagues? Is it weird to have them come into your toilet? I think it's weird that I wasn't eventually. Like, it felt really normal. I mean, there, you know, the, the different stages of it was probably at first it was, well, the first person who was on it was a good friend. So that, like, someone who's been my good yeah. friend since middle school. So we certainly had, like, put on makeup together or sung into hairbrushes or done those things. Yeah. And then the next few people were people I was pretty comfortable with. But eventually it was like there were people, specifically Joanne Parker, I remember. I met her the day she showed up at my house. <laughs> we spent, like, 30 minutes in my dining room before I was like, all right. Let's go to the bathroom. And, <laughs> it became normal quick. And then when I did, so last summer I got to do three of them again, and it was interesting. It didn't feel weird. It felt weird, yes. It did. Not because of the bathroom, but just because of the size. More because of the yeah. size. More because it was like, oh, and, you know, is this okay? And, like, all of that sort of thing. I really am hoping to... You know, I say it often. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's coming right around the corner. I'm sure it's coming back. And then, you know, everyone gets COVID. So who knows? 
Exactly. Well, and, now, and so one of the other things you did, though, was the Hey, I Miss You series mm-hmm. and are still are doing. In fact, you're about to do what you call the season finale. Yes. But I'll bet money you don't get away with this being the last one. Um, <laughs> but tell me about the, the beginning of Hey, I Miss You and what it's been like. Yeah. Hey, I Miss You was so probably uh, I was eight months without toilet tunes at that point. It was like December of 2020. And I was. Listening to this, uh, I was really obsessed, and still kind of am, with Seth Godin. Do you know him? I don't. Oh, yeah, I do. His Purple book, The Cow Practice. And... Purple Cow's one. The Practice is a book of his that I read a paragraph from every day. But at the time, I was just discovering his work, and he was talking about you know, the things that he does regularly, consistently, and it was getting me very fired up. I was on a run, and that's when I'm naturally fired up anyways, and I was missing people, and I just had this vision. I was like, oh, well, I could do a show using StreamYard. I don't know what I'd done on StreamYard, but I knew that it was a way like Zoom where I could also put things forward to multiple, um, like you can go to YouTube and Facebook at the same time. And so I just like, oh, I'm going to do the show. It's going to be called, Hey, I Miss You, and I'll be in my bathroom and friends will be wherever they are. And my first guest is going to be Graham Bramblett, and this will be great. And there will be a section where I say, it was like, it all just like came like on this run. It was like, this will be the show. And it worked out that way. And so we've done, we the first episode was January, 2021, like the first Friday. It's been Friday at noon on YouTube. And I took last summer off through early September. And the plan again is to take, I'm thinking like six months off again it's hard to ask people to watch live streaming when it's um so beautiful out in minnesota like because we're so you know it feels like i'm being a bad role model if i'm saying why don't you (laughs) hang out at the computer with me so and plus there's so much that's going on this summer so it's a good it's a good thing to kind of bring it to a place and have like a big party i've done this will be my third finale like so each season has had like a little a big party at the end and they're they're a technical experience for me and i'm excited it'll air tomorrow uh i don't know when is this when do people get to hear this uh, this will come out today thursday okay. what is it today may 20th 19th is 19th. tomorrow 19th. today's the 19th tomorrow it'll air friday at noon and the fun thing about it is i've already taped it but we'll i'll watch it live so there'll be like a chat so it's like what? meta like party and party <laughs> Well, wait, you're going to watch yourself watching yourself. Very meta. That's being John Malkovich meta right there. Um, So that's coming up tomorrow, and that's going to be the season finale, but it'll Mm -hmm. be something that continues down the future. And I know you feel Mm -hmm. bad. Like, this is the glory time, right? Like, the the terrible wet spring, the brief hot weather. Right now, it's perfect outside. It's in the 70s. Everything's green. It's all exploding. For those of us with seasonal allergies, not great, but not the end of the world. Um, but I mean, people can go back and watch it a different time, right? They don't have to oh, sacrifice yes. their gorgeous afternoon. No, it's evergreen. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Do you mind if I write that down and use that? Go for it. I appreciate that, Sarah. Sarah, before we talk, because here's the deal. We're not just talking about everything you've done up until this point, And we've talked about that a few times. You've actually got a really incredible spring and summer and 2022 in front of you, which I want to dive into. But first, I feel like we've gone too long without hearing one of your songs. I'd like you to tell me about the first song that we're going to hear and why you decided this one was the one you wanted to hear. Sure. Between Here and There, it's the title song from an EP I made last March 2021. So I made it, or that's when I released it. I It was a quarantine project as as now artists get to say on the regular this is my quarantine baby um and what i really loved about this project it was that it was super organic that i was like oh i kind of want to try this duet thing and then i could do it that way and so each song it's four songs each song is a duet with another artist that i love this one is a duet with lars eric larson who plays drums in my band and I'd written a song on the piano, which I have no business doing, but every once in a while I do accidentally. And then I was like, well, I love this song, but I can't play it to the level I hear in my head. And so Lars had just set up his, you know, ordered all the quarantine recording equipment and set that up. And I was like, would you record a track for me to sing to? And I loved it so much that then I, that's what became the album. And so, and it's called Between Here and There. And I kept thinking it wouldn't be relevant anymore, right? That we would feel like, 
through instead of between. <laughs> and gosh darn it, we are always between here and there. It's still relevant. What? Between here and there, between now and then, there's a wide plain and a deep canyon. There are oceans vast and there are mountains high. There are forests thick with ancient pines. And it's a lot to see through. It's a lot to look past. It's a lot to Between right and wrong, between weak and strong, there are infinite ways to shade in gray. There is chin up proud, and there are caving shoulders, there are stones you throw, and then there are boulders, and it's a lot to carry. It's a lot.
<laughs> yeah, well, first of all, it's not fair uh, no. that Sarah took all the talent and Sean and I <laughs> left here doing a podcast. Wow. That, was, that, was, that was gorgeous. Sarah Morris is our guest. And, you know, Sarah, you said something very interesting to me at the beginning of that. Um, and I think it's part of being an artist and part of growing as an artist, not only growing in age, but growing in ability and growing in talent. And you said the first time you sat down with it, it wasn't ready. You weren't there yet. And I think that it takes a real humility and a real strength to know when it's ready and when it's not ready. And I think that more people could, no matter what they do for a living, could utilize that sort of insight and perspective in life. But I've got to imagine that it must be frustrating. Like when you sit down with a song and you're like, I can hear it in my head. Why is it not coming together? How do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? How do you surmount that? Mm. With that particular one, it was easier in that I have only humility when it comes to piano because <laughs> it's so <laughs> awkward for me. It's so awkward for me that there's a legitimate extra freedom when I go to write there. And I have done it a couple more times since then. And I, it's because it's like I show up and I'm like, I really don't belong here. Let's see what kind of craziness is going to bomb it out. You know, I think sometimes with other songs it's harder with if it's a guitar thing it is a bit more of a challenge because i i the ego will get it it's like i want i want to move to the next you know to the next piece of this or like i want to move through it i mean often you know a small like a micro version of this is anytime i'm working on a song and it's which usually is a pretty fast pace for me because of this songwriting challenge that i belong to so it's kind of innately that way because there's a deadline I'm deeply crabby for like at least the 24 hours that it's German you know and my husband doesn't not maybe know what I'm doing but then he'll be like wait are you working on a song right now is that what and I'm like yes 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 I am don't you judge and, me don't you I judge am, me and if everyone could just stop talking and breathing we'd be fine here's your food hmm. Oh, so, so you bring up, I mean, so again, I know you belong to this, but you said when, when you wrote me, you just completed your winter songwriting challenge yes. and you're taking a month off to kind of mm -hmm. breathe, stretch, do whatever it is that you songwriting types do. But then you're going to be jumping into the summer challenge, which is 10 songs in 10 weeks. How did your winter songwriting challenge go? And what are you thinking about this summer challenge? Yeah. So I belong to this group. I joined in 2014. It's on Facebook. Anyone can join. Both of you two are invited. Everyone's invited. Ah. Back in 2014. Oh. <laughs> not much of a songwriter. I'm going to be honest. Not much of a songwriter. I mean, I can well, talk all day, every day. Yeah. yeah. I've tried. They're not good. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, yeah. So I joined this group that's run by a woman, Laurel Hay in Wisconsin. And it's just, it's this really beautiful community. And every winter it's 10 songs over 20 weeks. And then there's a hiatus. And then in the summer it's 10 songs in 10 weeks. And what I found works best for myself is to participate fully in that. And by fully in that, I mean, I write those songs, I get them done quickly so that then I can list participate as a listener. Cause it's a pretty robust, like we had 30 writers this time. And part of it is mm. that you're also commenting on their songs. Um, and generally in a cheerleading only fashion, which is yeah. awesome. There's so many places you can go and get feedback and critique. Tons of places for that. Yep. This is where you go if you just need to like cross the finish line. We're here for that. Um, and our group was so talented this this past winter and so devoted to one another. It was really, really a beautiful experience, like extra beautiful. And so I'm excited, but also frightened to go into the summer where the speed picks up. You know, the bonus mm -hmm. of the speed is that there's less time for perfectionism to rear its you did, you got to whack that mole right you know it's down it doesn't have, you don't have time for that right because otherwise the next prompt is coming and generally my feeling is once you fall behind it's really hard to get back on you know the so ship even, even when you break it down week by week though and i understand the pressure must be immense are you someone who likes to hit the ground running day one or are you someone who's like oh shit it's thursday i have to have a song done by sunday now i really need to put my nose to it i mean are you are you a procrastinator or do you like to hit it right away in everywhere in my life i'm a crammer and a procrastinator except for this challenge in really? which i mm. am like deeply devoted to getting it done early and part of that is because i refuse to listen to anyone's songs until i've written my own and so mm that's part of the deal i one thing i played with this past season so the prompt comes out on sunday 
Laurel is a new mom. And so sometimes the prompt is out when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and I'm like, I can get going with my morning pages. Sometimes it comes out like midday. And what I've learned is Sundays, it's hard for me to either have the, the anticipation that a prompt is coming out or even just to be writing at all because my family's kind of around. So I played with peaking. If it was there at 5 a.m., it was for me and I'd write to it. If it was not there at 5 a.m., then I would just wait for Monday and I would take it on Monday. Mm. Like the prompt came on Mother's Day and I thought the gift I can give to my mom and my mother-in-law is to not be writing a song <laughs> in the back of my head the whole time I'm like with <laughs> So I saved it till Monday morning and that worked out really well. But that's a gift for you too. Like being present is a good thing. But then when it's time to write songs, everybody get the hell out of here because I'm writing a song right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I've been uh, gently learning around and we'll see how that goes in the summer because I do think one thing that I want to, to get better at is to be more present and to like be where I'm at, where I'm at. I have done a lot of consistent multitasking and like, here I am divided on the inside while I look like one face. No. <laughs> That's a good face. I wish people could see this Zoom. Um, <laughs> you, you, I mean, you, so you talk about that. You talk about the challenge. And I was going to ask you if you work ahead, but if the prompt doesn't come out until one week, then you literally have to wait for the prompt. Now, is the prompt like put a xylophone in or is it about a subject or is it about Ooh. a feeling what kind, of, word. what kind of prompts what kind of prompts do you have it's usually just a word sometimes oh. it's a picture there was there have been twice where we've been given the prompt to write something write about something in the newspaper hmm. we were once given write a rap song that was our first summer and how'd that uh, go do you remember I, the name of your rap song yeah it was called hey uh so laurel hay is the person who yeah. runs it. And so it was like an ode to her. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. Somebody from the Hey family gave me a prompt. So I'm going to write a new song. I mean, that was 2014 and I still remember the. That's that because the apparently hook. you were you were born to spit bars. Apparently Rapping Sarah Moe. I loved it. It was that that one was a fun one. So it's not usually a task, but she could she has all the latitude to do whatever she wants, which is right. pretty genius. Well, and it's great to challenge yourself, right? Because I yeah. think, well, you know, this songwriting challenge to some people might be like, well, you write songs. actually." Anybody who's any good at anything has done it, what, 10,000 times? Is that supposedly the deal? Mm -hmm. I mean, and whether or not that's accurate or even close, repetition, constantly practicing, never ref never resting, and always challenging yourself is the thing that propels us forward, makes us more confident as human beings, regardless of the craft that we're employing, but also makes you a lot better at what you do. Do it all the time. Do it every day. Be present. Be mindful. Again, that's why I love Sarah. Sarah, we are going to talk about, because I know you have a new, in your own words, albumy thing. Yeah. Uh, you <laughs> Real also committed. Have, you have a gig tonight. Also, you have some gigs coming up. We're going to talk about those just ahead. But I would like to hear another one of your songs. And I'd like you to tell me about uh, what it's all about. Oh, I love this one. So early-ish COVID, my guitar player, Thomas Nordland, and by my guitar player, I mean just this amazing human that I've been lucky enough to collaborate with for 10 years. He is a composer and he's released a few albums and he had toyed with the idea like, would you ever put words to one of my songs? Because his albums are instrumental. Mm. And so COVID gave us the grand excuse to finally make that dream a reality. And so he very generously would hand me a song that you know he'd already written and then let me write words to it and then we went and we did this for three of them and then um, went into the studio that he works in and I recorded vocals and we released them as singles which is pretty cool and this one is Through the Clearing which was also the title of one of his albums right is that what I gave you th Through the Clearing yes. mm -hmm. yeah so it was just such an honor to work with him in that way I respect him so much as a, a person and as a musician he has taught me so much um, and also really good for my brain to be restricted to an existing melody. That was different, right? I Usually lyrics and melody come together for me. So he already had the melody and the phrasing. All of that was done. And so I had like the parameters were very specific and that was fun.
going to be honest, Sarah, that's another mind bender for me because mm. to think that that was a song that was fully written, mixed, recorded, and put out into the world before you ever got a chance to bring your lyrics or bring your expression to it. it it's like the first time I read a Bowie biography about his years in Berlin, his vaunted Berlin trilogy of Low, Heroes, and Lodger, I found out that he wrote all the music, finished, mixed, completed, before he even thought about lyrics. And when you think about a song like mm -hmm. Heroes, what that, that can't be possible. There's no way you did that. And I kind of feel the same way about that song right there. Oh. That's what, but I mean, it's wild to find the heart of the song long after the melodies already existed. Hmm. It felt very like mystical, magical in that, you know, like that time, it was, we were so looking for connection any way we could get it, right? All that, you know, you know the deal. You were all there. You're still there probably, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, but it was still early. And so you would just, I think I kept finding this profound, like, whoa, I can still feel the energy of like, of Tom, even though I'm here in the morning with a candle and he's nowhere, you know, near me. Like it was, it was really cool. And I think this, this song creating in this different way because and with his musicians that he usually works with versus like my full my band and everything and a, a studio that I had not worked at kind of started to um, it forced me to let go a little bit of my control I'm very controlling did you know that okay. Maybe. Like, I don't know I'm and glad so I'm glad you said it Sarah <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said it I have control um, you know challenges and so it kind of encouraged me to loosen the grip uh, that I would otherwise hold so tightly. And that's kind of stewarding the, you know, the direction where I don't know if I use that verb right, but that's sort of leaning me into the new, into the next. Obviously, sir, when you write a song, you're feeling it along the way. But how much are you visualizing scenes and things in your head during your writing process? Tell this one was that. super visual. This one, okay. his track, I mean, really everything was pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. It was very, it felt very humid to me. And it felt, mm. so the title was his title. Yeah. So that yeah. was the other piece. So I used the title as the prompt plus the um, parameters of the melody and the phrasing. And, and I could just imagine seeing something through a clearing and like chasing after it. And then also yeah. that's a metaphor for, you know, losing your way in other, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. But um, yeah, so this one I really did visualize all the way. And I try to do that as much as possible. I think that makes for, at the end of the day, a more satisfying write, mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know if it makes stronger on the, like for the listener, but it Absolutely it does. I totally yeah. had a visualization with cool. that. Of, yeah, Yay. that's absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, before we continue talking to Sarah, because she's got a big 2022 out in front of her, although we're almost halfway through it now, but she's got a lot on the horizon. <laughs> but before we do that, speaking of controlling, it's time to check in with Sean. <laughs> who, in addition wow, to being my hurt. friend, my colleague uh, is also an endorser here on the Brian Oak show and is a busy, busy man with Edina Realty, the 50th in France location. What's tricks? How's it going? It's good. It's busy. And I just had to reach out to my clients this morning and say, guess what? I'm going to be out of commission for a few days because you really don't want to be around me if my wife has COVID. But that's a blessing, too, in a way that I can take a little bit of a break from zipping all over the place and I can get some stuff done at home. I'm, in, I'm immersed in a backyard project to make my backyard a sanctuary. Um, oh, yeah. Hell. No, I no, mean it. Namaste, my friend. Yes, Namaste. I mean it. I mean it, though. Like, I think that if the if COVID and everything else taught me something, it's that I need to find a way to make my home a sanctuary and, and make the outdoor living space a sanctuary. And I've done most of the work myself, which has gotten me really, really sore and really, really tired. But as I've said to some folks and how this relates back to real estate is I've said, especially first-time homebuyers, you might just have to do some of the work yourself. You know, with the rates the way they are and everything else, it's going to be tough to find a totally complete, ready-to-go house in budget. And But I've said, but, you know, that's kind of the way it works with your first and second home. Who among us hasn't had to rip down wallpaper or, 
you know, tear out carpet or whatever it happens to be. Uh, but it's very satisfying and I, it's very therapeutic for me as well. But if you know that somebody who's looking to buy or sell, have them give me a call, 612-859-2594. And I'm still donating uh, a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician. Sarah's been a, the uh, benefactor of that and also put on a concert for uh, some of my clients. We had a lovely evening. What was that, like a year and a half ago maybe? outdoors I it was last summer was it the summer was it before? last summer i don't know They're i don't know the either. Same, but it was beautiful it was I think it beautiful. was last summer it was last late last summer i think it was it was delightful we had perfect and, weather and it was so much fun so i am building a low-rise 16 by 10 deck that will also act as a little stage Sounds to like do a stage to it's sure it sure is. You could also take some um, uh, inspiration from our mutual friend, John Clifford, and build a giant pirate ship treehouse on the big tree in your backyard. I've seen Option it, B. and I don't know that the neighbors would care for that in my tiny backyard. But... I've been in it, and uh, Clifford has, he lives a charmed life. Not only he does. A, a great entrepreneur, an incredible human being, and a stalwart supporter of Minnesota music, but also ha he lives on what might be the coolest block anywhere in south minneapolis that guy <laughs> that guy that guy has a, a perfect perfect situation going on permit shmermit he said to me once uh, anyway people want to get a hold of you what's the best way to get a hold of you 612-859-2594 and sarah morris for people who want to get a hold of you more importantly your music i don't want them crashing in on your personal life your music <laughs> updates on what you're doing it is sarahmorrismusic.com correct it's a true story and i'm sarah with an h Sarah with an H, so that's ground zero. So let's talk about a couple things. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, I know that you have a gig tonight, and that would be Thursday, May 19th. Right. Where are you playing tonight? The 318 ah, in right Excelsior. Yeah, I haven't been there in years, and it's such a beautiful room. And uh, I'm partnering for the show with Side Pony, and they're a duo. I believe they're based out of Nashville. They're both super established solo artists, Alice Wallace and Caitlin Cannon. Mm -hmm. And they formed a duo that's like all harmonies and super uh, stellar songwriting and sass. And they've been touring the country, but also they were in, I feel like they're just in the UK. And they're here in uh, Minnesota. And I get to hang out with them at the 318 tonight at 8 o'clock. A listening room so it's probably my last indoor listening room show until you know the fall and those are special yeah so people don't screw it up get out and see sarah morris tonight yeah. with some other people that she highly recommends now a week from tonight you are going to be down in my neck of the woods you're going to be close to the driftwood uh lolo's ghost a yeah. band that has been doing thursdays at the driftwood for as long as i can remember because my wife plays in lolo's ghost so i am familiar with the band i am familiar with the schedule uh not tonight but a week from tonight you're going to be opening up for uh james loney aka jimmy hopkins and company in lolo's ghost yes can i tell you i've never been to the driftwood oh really? my goodness i didn't even know officially where it was i thought it was by palmer's and so i'm really excited that i'm changing this because this feels embarrassing to admit but also i'm going to tell you <laughs> always so i've never been and i'm real excited to change that that's there's nothing wrong with that like i mean it doesn't it, being late to the party there is no shame i say it all the time when i find music that people are like i've been listening to these guys for 20 years i'm like look i don't i'm not embarrassed about being late to the party i'm just glad i made it the driftwood yeah. is really up their game in terms of live music yep. they have there it happens all the time they do a great job so i hope you have a fantastic time it's a very fun room and it's you know summertime it's late spring early summer it's the south minneapolis it's beautiful but now you also have something cool coming up so tomorrow's friday that'll be the 20th two yes. weeks from tomorrow you have not only a brand new single on the way but yes. an accompanying video because yes. here we are rock star sarah morris is going to make it happen tell me about the single and tell me about making the video yes so the single is a cover of john prine's i just want to dance with you mm. and it's a song that I thought was only a George Strait song for years because I'm late to the John Prime party and proud. I'm going to say that because it was cool. Both him and Joni Mitchell, I'm actually grateful that I discovered them as a mostly grown up. Like it's, I think that's <laughs> kind of fun. Well, one of the cool things about that is if you're late to a party like a John Prine or a Joni Mitchell party, mm -hmm. it means that you have literally dozens of albums to go yes. through. It's, it's like being an adventurer who stumbles into a treasure trove, right? Like an archaeologist. All of a sudden you're like, holy crap. So to me, again, there is no shame in that game whatsoever. So you found this John Prine song. 
yeah. when you first do it as a George Strait song. Yes. And you decided you wanted to do it. Yeah, I did it in one, you know, that we have a really good tribute um, show scene here in the Twin Cities, and I had heard it at a John Prine tribute show. Then I was invited to sing it another one, and I sang it there. And then I was like, gosh, I don't write enough songs like this, but I love the feel of it. I, I love the invitation. I just want to dance with you. Doesn't have to be, you know, I just want to be close to you. And so my band and I had reserved a day to record a single of a of an original song and work with a tryout, a new producer, Dave Mailing. I don't know if you know Dave yep. Mailing, but he's amazing. I know Dave. Yes. So he was like, well, bring a cover tune just in case we have time. And we did. And so not only, we didn't have a ton of time though, so it was really put together quick. It's like, what you hear when you hear it on June 3rd, streaming everywhere, is really like was put together in an hour. You know, then some overdubs came over. But even my vocal, I recorded it that day. And um, it's it's fun and it's a little more playful than anything I've done in a while. And when Haley Rydell, she sang the harmonies. When she came in to sing the harmonies, I could see a video. I was like, ooh, this is a music video. Yes, we're going to do a music video. And so I uh, reached out to the Alstrands, Sarah and Eric the nunnery and but they also make tons of wonderful the pony rug people before mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and told them this idea that i had and they helped me make i mean they didn't just like they took my little idea and they made it a big beautiful idea and so the video i don't know when it's coming out yet we're waiting for someone to maybe want to premiere it oh but it's so good when i saw it I could not stop smiling and I actually like watched it over and over again, which is rare that I would watch something that features my face so much. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I don't understand that, but I do, I do get it. Like I don't, I refuse to listen to anything I've ever recorded before or anything I've ever done, including past podcasts because yeah. I'm an idiot and I can't stand the sound of my own voice. And no, I'm it's joking. hard. I, well, it is. It's stupid. Uh, but so when that video launches, you know, mm -hmm. when you finally decide when and where, I yeah. imagine going to sarahmorrismusic.com is going yes. to be where people can find it, find the links, everything else. Well, I know we got to let you go. I know that you've got places to be and you've got a busy summer in front of you. But yes. one of the very first things you did say in the email you sent me is that you're working on a new album-y, that is A-L-B-U-M-Y situation. <laughs> Does that mean we're in the very long, slow process of putting together a new full-length album? Mm -hmm. Does that mean we're close? What What exactly does an album-y situation entail? Yeah. Well, it means that I don't know how many songs are going to be on it. So they, that's why, so it could be an EP. It could be a, it, right now, my band and I recorded one song with Dave Mailing back in December. Then the first two weeks of May, we, we went into Salon Sonic Studio with Holly Hansen for three days. And we recorded six songs. And then um, there's a chance that like we might add some recordings at my cabin or we've got like all kinds of or maybe it's just those seven songs. So I think what it is when I say album me situation, it is that whereas normally I like to control everything and I would be like, oh, I'm working on a project and let me tell you the title. And, you know, when I told my daughter I was going to the studio, she right away was like, where's the release party? And I was like, baby girl, <laughs> we're going to slower yeah. roll this time because I just always I'm really good at like making the plan. But what I'm not really good at is like, let's just kind of be loosey-goosey and see what happens. So I'm challenging myself to the loosey-goosey. So you're really more of an idea person, not so much the follow-through person is what you're telling me. That depends. When it, com when it comes to promotion. Yeah. Well, who, like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right. You, you had a whole conversation. <laughs> That's a whole right separate. In, <laughs> in three seconds. That was beautiful. Our, That's so, a follow-up podcast, Brian Oak. I would say for all of us, we are just going to be patient. <laughs> and when it happens, it actually happens. Now, I know we got to let you go, but you said you'd be willing to do the final song for us live. Is that something yeah. you're still willing to do? I am. I will right. tell you that another place, if you're interested in learning more about yes. anything Sarah Morris, one, Instagram is like my study. I like mm -hmm. Instagram. It makes me happy. I post. That's where you can find things out. Or Patreon. I know you guys have the Patreon, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, I mean, Patreon has kept so many people afloat. Again, Sean and I are not getting rich on Patreon, but it allows us to have the Smart Start MN Studios. Yep. And it allows us to, when we can, do events for our Patreon members. And you do the same thing. So you are yeah. both Sarah Morris on Patreon as well as Instagram, yes? Yes, Sarah Morris Music. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. All right. Because it really, I mean, I couldn't make an album if it wasn't for, right. for Patreon, right? I'd be going into some other sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to do a song that we talked about, but since we talked about the album, can I do like the song that's going to be the, that's kind of what the reason that I started dreaming about an album situation? 
I, yeah. I, I, I'm a firm believer in dealer's choice when you play poker and artist choice, artist choice when they say they're going to play live. If you're willing to play a song for us, anything you want. But before you dive into it, I want to yeah. thank everybody, our Patreon members. I want to thank Audio Quip, Smart Start MN, obviously. Thank you, Sean Bernard. Thank uh, you. And thanks to everybody who's ever listened, shared, amplified, done anything to be a part of this. Even if you just listen once in a while, I really appreciate it. SarahMorrisMusic.com is ground zero for this artist. And Sarah, if you want to tell us anything about this. So this is a new song? Yeah, this isn't recorded anywhere. It's called Here's to You, and it was written at the very end of last summer for the, the prompt was pinup. And I just had this dream about like the friends in my life. Like there's not enough friend love songs. Yeah, true. And so this is sort of like a friend love song and saying like, even if this moment is just this moment, like just know that I will always hold you in highest regard. Pin up your hair, kind of fancy like the nape of your neck on display. Slip on a dress with a skirt that sways at your knees. The Ships and also with wild rearranging Everything, 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 everything's changing Let's mark the passing of time Please raise your glass against mine I've had this battle for who knows how long Do layers of dust work like rings in trees It's been waiting for years So we'll let it breathe Open up I've decided that we have shifts and also with grand rearranging everything 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 everything's changing let's mark the passing of time please raise your glass against mine Oh, we were something, weren't we? Yes, I think so, too. So here's to me, my love, but mostly here's to you. It's been my privilege to learn the language of your Passing clouds, your furrowed brows, your tiny laughs, your shoulders back, your million different smiles. Could you stay a little while longer? A little while longer if everything changing in subtle shifts and also with grand rearranging everything 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 everything, everything
your glass against mine Oh, we were something, weren't we? Yes, I think so, too So here's to me, my love, but mostly here's to you